Glory. Everybody doing okay? I strongly encourage you in the wine, oil, fire, and silver water and angel feathers of the Garden of Eden to go back and get that worship time. You need an impartation of the King of Glory, the God of War, the seven, lighting, seven lightnings and the seven thunders of the throne room of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You need an impartation of the warrior nature of the Father that doesn't back down to the intimidation of the lying demon, to the intimidation of Jezebel, to the intimidation of everything wrong in the world, the spirit of Babylon, the Laodicean spirit, the cowardly spirit, the cringing, fawning, fearful spirit, the spirit of withholding, the spirit of religion, and the spirit of poverty, and all the works of the devil will be destroyed as your spirit is strengthened in the wine and in the oil and in the water and the fire and the angels of the Garden of Eden today. Hallelujah. Who is the King of Glory? Psalms 24. He is the God of war and the God of glory thunders. He thunders and the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord breaks the enemy's power. The voice of the Lord destroys the scepter of sorcery and destroys the staff of immorality. The voice of the Lord destroys religion and poverty and greed. The voice of the Lord destroys all religion and rebellion of the curse of the fall. The voice of the Lord brings out every human spirit out of the caves of their flesh. It awakens your mind to who you are. You are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Amen. You are a spirit. You are an, an eternal spirit. You bear the image of the Almighty. You are created in the image of God. I don't care if you're a hitman for the mafia right now. I don't care if you are a Jesuit priest. I don't care if you're a normal businessman in the world. It doesn't matter to me. What matters is the spirit God has placed in your belly. You are a part of God the Father. God the Father looks at you. doesn't matter what you've done in your life. And He sees Himself. You are a mere reflection of the invisible God. He doesn't even see the rebellion. He doesn't even see the murder. He doesn't even see the adultery. He doesn't even see the greed and covetousness. He sees Jesus. He sees a prince of glory. He sees a princess of glory. He sees a son and daughter of glory. A son and daughter of Israel. He sees an Israelite. Amen. Israelite just means son of God. You know, sonship. Israel means prince with God, Israelite. And we're like, oh, the Jewish stuff is so mystical. Anyone been to Israel, you must be more spiritual than someone that hasn't. Well, how about we just live in New Jerusalem, called the gold cube of Revelation 21. Amen? <laughs> I was born in Zion. I was raised in Zion. I live in the New Jerusalem. I have no identity outside of Jerusalem. In Him we live and move and have our being. We live inside the book of life. Where is the Lamb's book of life? Where is the life of the Lamb? It's in heaven. Where is heaven? In you. Luke 17, 21. It's in your belly. And Paul prays in Colossians 1, 27 that your mind would realize Christ in you. See, the thing that's crazy is Christ is omnipresent. Where is that written? Revelation 5, verse 6. 
I sent my seven blazing torches into all the earth. He sent the Holy Spirit without measure into the earth. The only issue is your mind turning in and tuning in to the glory channel. I mean, he's the same. He changes not. You're changing. I'm changing. You're growing. I'm growing. More wine. More oil. More awakening. I mean, we haven't really awakened yet, have we? I mean, not, not very much. I mean, people think they've awakened because they speak in tongues. They think they've awakened because they do healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. They think they're awakened because they're around the drunken glory. What's the awakening? Heaven on earth with no darkness, no shadows, no turning, perfect bliss in a realm, in a city. God has prepared a city for them. The promised land is a city on earth as it is in heaven, is living in the city of the new Jerusalem, living in the city of God, living in the city of glory, living in the city of grace, living by the power of the indestructible life, living by the power of the Holy Spirit, living by the power of the menorah, which is the light of salvation already in you. You know, we can say, come Holy Spirit, or we can realize the glory. You know what I mean? We can say, well, it's still out there somewhere, or we can be like, no, it's fully in me. Colossians 2.10, and you are made full. Read it in the Amplified Classic. And the Greek says, you're created at spiritual birth, full of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what it says in the Greek. Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, Amplified Classic says, you were made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when you were born again. Having begun in the Spirit, you're going to finish in the flesh. That's what's wrong with the whole world. They're in the flesh carnal-minded Christians or carnal-minded rebellious people or carnal-minded Babylonian people, carnal-minded worldly people, a carnal mind don't matter if it's a Christian mind, don't matter if it's a Jewish mind, it don't matter if it's a Muslim mind, it don't matter what religion or rebellion's in your mind, the flesh counts for nothing, amen? Nothing! All that matters is the Holy Ghost burning through your heart like a menorah, the temple of the Lord, amen? What is the Holy Spirit? Five times it is written in the book of Revelation, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. You cannot live in the promised land. I don't care who you are. I mean, we're pioneering sonship here. I don't care what name you are in the charismatic zoo. It don't matter to me if you've sold a million glory books. I know you haven't brought people that you're teaching into the glory realm because they're still persecuting Red Letter Ministries. They still lay out. Crazy internet fanatic. Don't know what he's talking about. You're clueless. We pioneer sonship for the whole world. Been doing it for a decade. They think we're mad. We're not mad. We're glad. <laughs> we're bringing the, the good report of the Jurassic-sized wine grapes for a decade. And people think we're insane. Been doing this 11 years. Bringing in the promised land. Importing the promised land. Exporting the promised land. Come eat, drink, strong meat. Wisdom has mixed her wine. Wisdom has prepared her table. Wisdom has the strong meat. Wisdom. Proverbs 9, 1 through 5. What's the key to the promised land? Living in perfect heaven on earth and having all the angels, all the feathers of the Almighty all around you all the time. Strong meat. Not just the mixed wine. Mixed wine's great. You know, we're not going to call them that down. Mixed wine. Drunk, drunk, drunk but also strong meat. Without the strong meat, I mean, that, that actually comes first if you read Proverbs 9 about wisdom. 
wisdom building the kingdom of heaven in your heart, the seven pillars. Inside the seven pillars of your heart is the whole realm of the kingdom of heaven where God the Father lives and every saint that wrote the Bible. Hello? You want to encounter the whole realm of heaven all the time? Strong meat, mixed wine, table of the Lord, feasting, 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 a drunkard and a glutton, they called Jesus. Why? Because he just obeyed Proverbs 9 verses 1 through 5. Strong meat. There was no area of the Old Testament he didn't, he didn't let cut his heart. He came in the likeness of sinful men. He never got offended by anything God ever said to him. He disobeyed constantly. And then he had all the fruit from obedience, and that's what makes him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He never said, oh, no, that part of the Bible's not for me. If he would have, he would not have been the Messiah. It's all about willingness and obedience to the Word, the tongues of fire. That's why he baptizes with the Holy Spirit and fire, because he's obeyed everything the Father ever told him to do, even with a cheerful heart, knowing the goodness of God in the land of the living, knowing the rewards of the servants of the Father. At a, as a little child, he was so excited about his Heavenly Father that he just left his natural family. They found him at the temple, teaching and astounding all the leaders of Israel at the temple in Jerusalem. I mean, that's where Gamaliel was. I mean, he's like astounding Gamaliel at age 12. He's smarter than the Pharisees when he's 12 years old. Why? Because he's more spiritual. Because he's wisdom. He is. Jesus has been made our wisdom. He is the spirit of wisdom. Can you eat the strong meat of Jesus? That's the only thing that fortifies you in the armor of light, the force field of favor. All riches and wealth belong to wisdom, it is written in Proverbs. But it's like they want the riches and wealth, but they're not willing to let wisdom build her seven pillars, so they don't live in heaven. They just got whitewashed, you know what I mean? Just an external fading glory. They're called hypocrites, Pharisees, whitewashed tombs. They don't actually want to change inwardly. They just want the blessing externally. Stimulation, give me a touch from heaven without impregnation. When you're pregnant, you get stretched out, stretch marks everywhere, you know? And it just ruins your body, you know? And it's like, oh, I want, I want my thin figure. I want to look good in front of others. It's like, well, you'll never be great in the kingdom. I mean, how dilated can you get birthing the Son of God in power? I'm talking about the size of the whole frickin' universe here, buddy. All the stars in the sands of the universe. That's what sonship is. Well, there's just, you're so expanded that your head is a bobber on top of an ocean of your heart life slain to the living God. Every day, pouring out everything on everyone as a drink offering to the living Father, not caring at all for the safety of your own life, for the anything in your own life. I mean, there's just, how poured out can you get? You know, what are you holding back? What is the fear in your heart that keeps you from experiencing all the ocean of heaven and His glory? I mean, that's pull the snake out, bite its head off, and throw it in hell. You know? Anything you see, a blockage in your own spirit life, in your own garden of your own heart, any covenant, any area where you've come into a lie, any place where you've served altars of demons, and there's a caber, cable and a, cold, uh, a cord, and there's, there's things, and there's, you see that in yourself, and you're testing yourself, and you're just like, do I pass my tests of lust? 
Am I still greedy and covetousness? Is there still an urge for money and the love of money, which is the root of all evil? Amen? <laughs> you got to pass that test. Pull that demon out. It's a demon. It's a snake. And you pull it out and you'll start walking on streets of gold and you'll have every financial breakthrough you ever dreamed of. Hundred, hundredfold, I mean, it'll be added unto you in this life and in the one to come, Jesus Christ. Amen? The fears in your heart in, in the wilderness time when we're infants in Christ is what has to be pulled out of your heart to come into promised land, habitation glory, where it's not a fading glory, but it's an ever-increasing glory out of the springs from your own spirit life that you know God in your own self, in your true eternal self. I'm not talking about the flesh. I'm talking about the spirit, your eternal spirit man. Now, it's one thing to know God in the flesh, because they're actually just knowing Satan, pretending to be God. It's another thing for your brain to be disconnected, circumcised of mind, and to have your soul connected to Christ in your belly. Ephesians 3.16 calls it a rich treasury of glory. How deep did you pull your brain, your flesh, into the glory realm? I mean, did you trust him for everything? I mean, that's, that's going to go without saying for millions of mostly young people because we've been so beat up in this world of Babylon and Satan's poured everything he has on us to kill us every day of our life for 37 years so that there's nothing in this world except God, you know? And the Father's allowed the devil to do it so because the Father knew we wouldn't give a flying rat turd about anything in Babylon the Great and we just cling to the kingdom of heaven, the good Father and the the spirit of glory and the prince of glory in our belly and we just overcome the world and drown the world like the days of Noah because we're predestined for ordained to do it. Amen? He wouldn't let us die. We're predestined for ordained to overcome death. The fear inside your heart is what keeps you submitted to death and why you're still living in the cave of your body even though you're a spirit being that can fly, that has wings, created in the image of God, a part of God, bearing the reflection of God. Is it a direct reflection? It's it, What it is, is you're possessed of God, and it's right on the other side of your flesh, of your skin. So a lot of people can see it. A lot of people can feel it. That energy, that's the eternal realm. And the veil can get so thin because your heart is so slain that it comes right out your body, and then you just release the glory on people, and you heal every sickness, you heal every disease, you drive out every lying demon from every heart, and you just cover the whole world with your spirit life. Amen? Whose leaves heal the nations? Just Jesus, no yours. Yours. I have made you in my likeness, says God. You bear my image. Your spirit has all the capability of God's spirit. Your issue is, is you don't have any faith for it, so you deny yourself and think that that's holiness, piety. Because it's all God out there in space. He does it all. No. Tag your it. He gave power to his disciples to trample serpents and scorpions. He says, I'm full of the anointing. Laid hands on them. You're full of the anointing. Now you go out and destroy all the power of Satan everywhere in Israel. And they did. And they came back rejoicing because they had power over the demons. And he said, Rejoice not that you have power over snakes and scorpions, but that your name is written in heaven. What does it mean for your name to be written in heaven? You have the nature of the Heavenly Father now. You're waking up from wearing grave clothes. Be excited that you're now not just theoretically like God, 
but now you're acting like the Father. Now you, now your personality is shining like the Father. That's how the Father is. That's rejoicing that your name's in heaven. Now your name's in heaven. You're not, your name's not on the earth. You're acting like the true heavenly kind. You're acting like Christians now. You're acting like God the Father, and you're demonstrating that you are, in fact, the Israelites of God, the sons and daughters of the living God. Amen? Galatians chapter 6, he calls them the Israel of God. Anyone who's obeyed the Holy Spirit has always been the Israel of God. Before we obeyed the Holy Spirit, we're always Jacob, aren't we? Thieves. He was a usurper. Tried to get the inheritance by stealing without sacrificing his own heart. A thief. A withholder. Gimme, gimme, gimme without sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Jacob, usurper. Name means thief. Then he wrestled with God. Broke his hip, symbolizing commitment, and changed his name to Israel, which means prince of God the Father. A prince of glory. Amen? Have you wrestled with God? I have. For 20 years. I've never won. I have never won. Biggest loser you'll ever see, Brandon Barthrop. I've never won once, ever. I've never won. The only one that wins is the angel of the Lord. His name is Jesus Christ. He wins, and he only wins. And I never get sick of him winning and me losing. Because I'm just like, he must increase, I must decrease. All of you, Jesus Christ, your name, all of your nature, all of your glory, your power, your wisdom, come forth and let every little drop of any remembrance of my genealogy, of my bloodlines, be erased by your glory. I want to be of the heavenly kind. I want to fly in a chariot of fire. I want to see the greater works of John 14, 12. I want to cover the nations in wine and oil and water and fire and feathers and bring eternal Sabbath day's rest. And I know most of you do too. Amen? Glory. It's a season of tremendous increase, and it's a season of waking up to the goodness of the Father, the intensity of His goodness. Oh my God, I thought I was going to die. And it's like, nope, only my death died. And my true eternal nature of my spirit came forth out of my body, and the intensity of the Father the whole time was trying to save me from myself and all the devils that lie to me and trying to just be nice and all that phileo garbage, false Christianity. Oh my gosh, I'm waking up to the love of the Father that's stronger than death. I mean, death is pretty intense, you know. You go to funerals all the time, you go to graveyards, they're everywhere. I mean, death is intense reality. But His love is stronger than death, Song of Solomon chapter 8. What is the intensity of the Father stronger than death? I pray every one of us drinks it. I pray everyone drinks that cup. It's the cup of the new covenant. It's the cup of His blood. It's the new wine. You can never drink too much. I don't care what any of these people, these religious spirits say. I know they're wrong. I come out of the assemblies of God. I come out of mainstream Christianity and, and I still love and cover all of them. And I was persecuted for the wine every step of this path to this very moment. And I'm telling you, this wine in the New Covenant is the same intensity of David warring in the Old Covenant. It is the heart of David. The new wine is the New Covenant violence of the glory realm of God, just like the violence of David was to the Philistines of the Old Covenant. 
that warring nature, that violent nature, that 200 foreskins throwing down for a daughter of Saul nature, walking around Jerusalem with demon heads, Nephilim heads, bags of heads, blood everywhere, that intensity of, of the old covenant is the new wine in the new covenant. You see it. That's why you see people go crazy when you get into the new wine. Because it's the heart of David. It's, it's the seven spirits of God. It's the messianic anointing. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the love that's stronger than death. It's the warring nature of the Father warring against Abaddon and Apollyon and all the realm of the dead and all the fears of mankind and everyone's heart. It's life stronger than death. It's love driving out religion and driving out rebellion. Every false pleasure. Every thief. Every Jacob. Every cable and cord and every idol. Everything that would kill, steal, and destroy from your heart. This new wine fights that thing. And it looks like it's fighting you because you're so wrapped up in your own sin and you can't tell the difference. What's me? What's the devil? But the new wine separates your soul from your spirit, your bones from your marrow, and it judges the thoughts and intents of your heart to promote your spirit life, to have a glorious life, a divine life, a Zoe life, a river of life on earth as it is in heaven in the city of New Jerusalem. Amen. The New Jerusalem's here. It is. This is the never-ending revival. The sons of God manifesting out of their spirit life and their whole sacrifice hearts and soul and mind and body life into the whole earth dimension and people will come in now without measure. That's never-ending revival. By the total sacrifice of self. We love you guys. Be blessed. Donate at We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.